It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. My conscious co-creators, welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Um, this is, uh, uh, was, and for those of you who saw the talk radio newsletter, and I had had a, an author listed who was supposed to come on the show, but unfortunately, you know, we had planned this out a long time ago and he couldn't make it this week. So what does that mean? That means you get me for the whole hour. And uh, I know uh, you like uh, these kinds of shows. I've gotten so much feedback from everybody about how much you enjoy when it's just me and you. Uh, so uh, it's your treat this week. We're doing it, um, which actually, you know, when when I think about it, um, I actually snuck in kind of last week's show, which was a very special show. And if you haven't heard it or seen it, you definitely want to check out our moment of choice, uh, which is the show I did last week with such amazing, amazing guests. John Perkins, Lynn McTaggart, uh, Doctors Desiree and J.J. Hurtak. Um, they're all um, very popular authors and teachers and, and have, uh, are really, to me, like the leading edge of thought leadership in the transformational space. And it was such an honor to have them all on, along with uh, Deborah Moldau, who was one of the editors of the book, Our Moment of Choice. And please check it out. You can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. And actually, if you go to ourmomentofchoice.com, uh, you actually, if you buy the book, you'll get a bunch of free uh, um, uh, extra stuff that they're giving out with it. <clears throat> so if you uh, didn't uh, listen to the show, go to talk radio. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, uh, If you didn't listen to the show last week, please go to talkradio.nyc and uh, go to shows and the Conscious Consultant Hour, and you'll see it listed there. Actually, you'll probably see it on the homepage, but it depends when you're listening to this. Um, but definitely uh, check it out. It was a wonderful, wonderful show, and I was thrilled to have such luminaries on the show with me. And we'll see. Maybe it'll develop into something more. Um, okay, so let's get started today with our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the Universe and from Abraham to kick us off. Let's see what the universe has in store for us today. First, from the universe. Score! Your fears are ebbing, your confidence is rising, and proof that I exist can now be felt in your touched by loved ones, found in your smile by friends, and seen in your countenance by strangers. Everything for you will now begin getting easier 
happier, and zippier. Giving new meaning to the adage, be the ball. The universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley and the universe. I think uh, today, reminding us that every day is an opportunity for us to be more confident that there is something more to this world than just what we can see, smell, taste, and touch. And the evidence for that is what we feel inside when we're with somebody we love, when we connect with a friend, whether it's in person or virtually. And how should we come upon a stranger and we just notice them, look at them, smile at them, socially distance, of course, um, that there's a certain energy, there's a certain something that we feel inside that lifts us up, that lifts them up. There's a certain connection that's being made that we feel that's not just about our physical senses. That's not something we can quantify, even qualify. It's something beyond our perception. It's something beyond the physical matter. And that something really is a a little breadcrumb. It's a little indication. It's a little something to show us that there's more to life than, than, than what we touch. And so the more we get to see just these little indications, and they can be very subtle, so we really have to pay attention. But when we do pay attention, they give us that confidence that there's something a little bit more to all of this. And many of you know that I, I always say the quotes are so appropriate, especially when I'm bringing on a guest for what the topic happens to be that day. And because there's no guest today, I actually know that these quotes are for me. And the reason why I know this is because of a very close friend of mine and my wife's is in the hospital right now and she has lung cancer and she's dying and it's not easy my wife I, I unfortunately haven't had time to go there i'll go there either later today or tomorrow but she's in a lot of discomfort and and my wife said she overheard one of the nurses saying that she's not dying well and when you're faced with seeing somebody suffer and struggle like that, it's not always easy. And so this quote in particular, I know is, is for me. So um, let's look for those little breadcrumbs, those little indications that life is more than just what we perceive, okay? And I think this is something uh, these days uh, are helpful for everybody. Um, 
especially in the current environment. There are so many people out there experiencing loss. Finding some bit of comfort is 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 always so helpful. Okay, so that was from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has for us today. It does not matter whether you are living in a country where there are some frequent terrorist attacks or in a country where there are random acts of violence. It does not matter what the culture is. It is only the feeling of vulnerability that ever puts you into a vibrational harmony with that which you fear. When you realize that by working to achieve your feeling of well-being, it is then impossible for you to ever rendezvous with anything other than well-being. That is the only place that freedom will ever be. Abraham. Very interesting quote. I don't think I've ever seen this one before. And what Abraham is saying here is, you know, it's not really about the environment. It's not really about you know, our circumstances. It's really about where are we leaning towards? Where are we moving towards? What is it that we're looking to experience? And that the more we can realize, and again, this relates back to the first quote so, so well, that as we realize more and more that we are spirits in a physical body, and not even in a physical body, we're, we're spirits um, that part of our experience is this physical experience because we're so much more and so much greater. And the more we remember that, the more we move away from fear and vulnerability. Now, this is not to say that we don't feel pain. This is not to say that we don't struggle. Of course we do. We're human beings. We feel pain, we struggle, and we suffer. That's part of life. Yet, the more we can really integrate into our daily operating system, that what we truly are deep inside not even so deep inside, but what we truly are is so much more than just this physical body. That then we can perhaps let go of this feeling of vulnerability that we're vulnerable to uh, uh, situations around us. We're vulnerable to our environment. We're vulnerable to disease. We're vulnerable to all these things. Because it's only in accepting and living into that vulnerability, living into that fear, that we really uh, open ourselves up to it and we match up with the fear and then we feel it more. And then we, we, um, are more susceptible to those things that happen. Yet if we line ourselves up with the fact that we are eternal beings and part of that eternalness is having this physical experience and that our souls are actually not vulnerable at all, 
but then we sort of can move past these external circumstances. Whether we're living in a country that's torn by civil war and bloodshed, terrorism, pandemics, that there's so much more and that it's really all about our alignment, our lining up, our heart, mind, body, spirit, our energy with the fact that we are spiritual beings and that we are profoundly capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for and that we can Perhaps not create is not the right word, but we can line ourselves up with more peace, more joy, more prosperity, more love in our lives. And that it's really about where are we giving our energy to? What are we connecting to? Are we connecting to fear? Are we connecting to anger? Are we connecting to betrayal? Or are we connecting to the beauty of the world, to nature, to our hearts, to all that is, to love, to connection, to community? And when we focus upon those things, that really light us up in our lives, that help us to feel supported, that lift us up. The more we line up with those things, the more freedom we feel, the more well-being we feel, the more health we experience, and the less likely we are even if we're in a place where there's a lot of violence around us, we can find a way to avoid it. A, an old teacher of mine used to say, there are no safe places in the world. There are only safe people. And I really believe that's true because no matter where you are, there's always the possibility of something going wrong of something happening that uh, 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 hurts us. And it could be right outside your home. It could be in your home. It could be while you're traveling. It could be anywhere. And if we're lined up with being joyful, being connected, being loving, I truly, truly believe we're less likely to actually encounter those things. Our energy just does not resonate and does not attract and does not get pulled together with those things. And if something does happen, because there are no absolutes that I have seen in this world, so we can be the most joyful, happy, tapped in, tune in, aligned person. Does that mean we won't experience loss? Of course not. Does that mean, you know, we won't feel pain? Of course not. 
Yet what I have seen over and over again from people who are aligned in that way, that when some big challenge, some when some big thing happens to them, somehow they get through it. And then on the other side are such gifts, are, are, are such experiences, are just things that they never imagined. And it can be from some of the worst experiences to some of the best experiences. So it's not always about you know, what, what's happening right in front of us. It's about what's happening inside of us. Yet what happens inside of us definitely has an effect on what happens outside of us. So two wonderful, amazing, very apropos for me, <laughs> quotes from the universe and from Abraham today. I hope you enjoyed them. We'll, of course, have more next week, as we always do. And these are the ones that I did pick out uh, that did come into the, my inbox this morning. So when we come back from this break, we're going to get into our topic of the day, which is all about limiting beliefs, recognizing them, working around them, and releasing them, getting past them. And uh, I'll explain why I chose this topic today when we come back. And, uh, and I'm absolutely, you know, I'm on the Facebook Live. If you are listening, if you have questions around this, comments, I see Patty, loyal listener. Patty, thank you so much um, for your comments and thank you for your well wishes. Um, and I will be paying attention to the Facebook Live all throughout the show. So please, Ask me questions, talk to me, let me know what you would like to know. So we're going to take this quick break and we will be right. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back after these messages. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc, on Facebook Live, on the different pages that I run, the Conscious Consultant, Talk Radio NYC, Inspired Thoughts, uh, all over the place. And, and I try and, and spread it out to, to touch as many people's lives. And um, I know it, when it's just me, I know it's a little bit more obvious. So I just want to just give you a little behind the scenes peek about why it looks like I'm looking off to the side and looking down to stuff throughout the show. Because since I'm doing this at home, I'm engineering my own show and I have two monitors. I have my laptop and a monitor on the side. And so I'm playing the music. I have to delete the files after they play. I have to, you know, click on different things. So uh, I, I, it looks like I'm, I'm being distracted. I'm doing different stuff. And I am because I'm actually very much multitasking. Because uh, when I'm doing this on my own, uh, in my own home, uh, I don't have anybody else to do this for me. And uh, once we do, you know, once the pandemic is over and things are safe and we're back in studio, I'll have an engineer coming in and it'll be uh, a lot more, uh, uh, I'll be a lot more there and you'll see me <laughs> a lot more. Okay, so our topic today is 
uh, releasing our limiting beliefs. And why did I decide to choose this topic today? And my inspiration for this comes from a book. And I have a wonderful, wonderful business coach by the name of Monique um, Bloxiel, who I've had on the show uh, earlier this year. I had her back on and shortly after the lockdown, I think in April I had her on. Um, and she's a wonderful, wonderful business coach, and I love her dearly. Uh, she's based out of Germany. And she sent me a, a present of a book, and it was this one, The Big Leap by Guy Hendricks. And I've just started reading it. I just got through the first chapter, but I was quite fascinated with his premise. And I really thought I would share, and I, and I haven't gotten through the whole thing, so I don't know his whole process. I don't know everything about it, but just from what I've read so far and what I've got about it, uh, I, I thought it was quite interesting because it's just a way I haven't thought about uh, how to recognize when we're limiting ourselves. Um, and so uh, one of the things uh, that he basically starts off with is talking about how when um, it, it, he was like feeling really good, things were going really well, and, and he was just sitting back, you know, relaxing, not really focusing on anything. And his mind started to focus on all this negative stuff and all these things. And he started having this kind of downward spiral. And he's like, what is going on? Things are like so good. Why should I be focused on all this negative stuff? And basically what his premise is of the book, and I'm not going to go into all the details, is that we have an upper limit. Everyone, everyone, no matter what stage of life we're at, who we are, except for maybe the most enlightened spiritual gurus out there, we all have an upper limit of how comfortable we are feeling good. And it's like, and it's, and it's not specific to any one aspect of life. It's about life in general. It's how much can we feel good about being healthy, right? It's like we, we, we exercise, we eat healthy meals, and we're doing that for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, however long it is. Uh, and then we binge for a week or two. We eat out a lot and we eat unhealthy food and we're doing all this stuff. Or maybe we have a wonderful relationship with our partner and things are going really well. And then we start doing stupid things and causing arguments and, and, and fighting with each other. Or, or maybe it's our business. Maybe our business is growing and we're making more money than we ever had before. And then suddenly we find ourselves sabotaging ourselves, doing some, making some poor decisions, and then suddenly we're losing money. And so I, I thought this was really fascinating. And, and I understand it from the experiences that I have in the shamanic work that I do, that really we're... You know, as children, we don't necessarily have this, but, but as we become adults, somehow we get this uh, fear of feeling good. We get this block to feeling good all the time. You know, it's sort of like when people say, oh, feeling real good for a while, watch out, something's coming. It's that immediate, like, mental programming that something bad always has to follow something good or that we can't feel good forever that we can't feel good you know all the time within all aspects of our life 
And so my question would be, why not? Why can't we feel good in our relationships, in our business, in our careers, in our health, in our, com in, in our connection to our community, in our friendships? Why do we have a problem feeling good all the time? And I don't necessarily have an answer to that. But it's just interesting to pay attention to when and where we stop ourselves from feeling good. So if you feel good for a day, what happens the next day? Or if you've been feeling good all week long, what happens the next week? Or if let's say it's been a month or two months and you've just been feeling amazing, does something happen to knock you off from that? Look, I mean, I, once you pointed this out and I thought about my own life, absolutely. And, it, and it's not, for me, it's not my mind racing and focusing on this negative stuff necessarily. But then there's just something gets highlighted in my life that doesn't make me feel good. And then I, I, I feel down and, and I'm upset and, and suddenly I'm not feeling as good as I was just earlier that day. Now, how long does that last? I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it varies. But I know that I've had those experiences, especially when I've been in ceremony, of feeling just amazing and wonderful, like all night long being in a shamanic ceremony. I remember saying to my mentor once, I forgot how good this makes me feel. And he was like, yeah, I wonder why that is. Right? How much do we forget the things that make us feel good? How much do we put aside? It's almost as if our brain is like built, and, and in a way it is, and I'll talk about that probably in the next segment. How, how much is our brain built to like just remember the pain and the negative stuff and not the good stuff? So it's, it's a really interesting thing. So how do we, unra not unravel, but how do we reveal our limiting beliefs? Look at where do we stop ourselves from feeling good about something? In business, in relationships, in any aspect in life. Think about a time in, our, in your life where you felt really, really good about something for an extended period of time, what stopped it? What cut it off? What disrupted it? What changed it? And just the fact that it got disrupted, that it got, you know, broken like that, that right there is an indication that there's some limiting belief around that I can't feel this good for this long, more, more than this amount of time. My capacity for feeling good is only that much. And it, and it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what aspect of life that's around. Ah, Georgia on the Facebook Live says, Hi, Sam. Do you think it is important to find the why behind a limiting belief before releasing it? Interesting question, Georgia. And to be honest, I actually, I used to think you really needed to know the whys. I really don't believe that anymore. Now, this is not to say that we can ignore our body and our nervous system. 
which means if there's some trauma, if there's something in the past that's kind of trapped in our nervous system and, and causing a limiting belief and it's in there, that we don't have to do something to unravel that? Absolutely. But now, and again, I know this because my wife is a psychotherapist, there are many forms of therapy now that are very body-centered therapies, like somatic experiencing, EMDR, where you don't have to go into the history and you don't have to go into everything that's underneath it and dig up, you know, the whys underneath. It's about just helping the body to re-regulate itself and to release it and let it go. So you do have to deal with however these things, whatever got embedded sort of into our nervous system. But I don't think we necessarily have to know the actual why that we can reprogram and rewire ourselves without having to necessarily uh, know the why. And yes, Patty says, you know, uh, uh, people lose their magic. Um, yes, like when we reach that upper limit, um, we lose our magic of what was pulling us forward, of what was uh, uh, helping us to to really feel amazing. All right, it's it's time for us to take another break. Please, please stay with us. I'm, I'm getting to the really, really good stuff. But I want you in the meantime to think about when have you been feeling really good and then it just it very abruptly got cut off or stopped? And if and if it's a, if you can maybe describe it in some short ways and post it in the Facebook Live in the comments section, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next segment, where we'll talk about okay, I'm recognizing I have a limit to how much I can feel good. Now what do I do? How do I move past that limiting belief? And and so I really want to be clear about this before we go to break. All limiting beliefs in one way or another, come back to how good we can feel about ourselves. I'll talk about that a little bit more after the break, but I want you to really think about that in your own life. How good do you allow about yourself? And I'll explain why I believe all of our limiting beliefs come back to that. Okay, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we're going to be right back after this. To the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I'm really happy that you are all here with me today. Uh, I really appreciate you being on this show. This is a special show. And before I continue, I just wanted to let everybody know, and I'm going to be talking about it much more, and you're going to be hearing about it a lot over the next couple of months, but I have finished my first, first book, Everyday Awakening. And it's actually available for pre-order already on Amazon. So if you uh, would like to check it out, um, just go, go to Amazon, do a search for Everyday Awakening Sam Lebowitz, and it'll come up. It's on pre-order on both Kindle and paperback. Um, already a couple of people, and I'm, I'm so honored that people have already started ordering it. It doesn't come out until November 17th. 
and uh, I'll explain why in future episodes uh, why that date was chosen, but it was chosen for a very specific reason. Um, but I would love your support. I would love uh, if you could share it. You don't have to buy it, but share it with your friends. Um, it's it's my first book, and I feel really, really good about it. I've gotten some amazing, amazing feedback on it um, from some people I truly respect, some very successful people. So I kind of feel like, wow, if they think it's good, wow, I got something here. Okay, so we're talking about... Um, our limiting beliefs. And I mentioned before we went to break how I believe that all of our limiting beliefs come down to how good we can feel in our life. And the reason why I say that all of our limiting beliefs come down to how good we can feel about our lives is because everything that stops us from moving forward, from having a better relationship, from having more money, from having a better career, better business, from having better physical health. Those things are all things that would make us feel better, make us feel good, aren't they? They're things that, that light us up, right? How do you feel when you've lost a couple of pounds or you've put on some muscle and you've exercised a lot and you've taken better care of yourself. How good does that make you feel? Or, or how good do you feel when you've really connected with another human being and you have a really uh, supportive, fulfilling, connected relationship? How does that feel? Or, you know, when we're making um, more money than we've ever had before and we have more resources that we can use for different things and it doesn't all have to be about buying more stuff for ourselves it could be about having the money to donate to a cause we believe in or to help out somebody we know who's having a hard time money is not all about treating ourselves to trinkets and gadgets and bigger homes and bigger cars and bigger this and bigger that it's a, it's a resource it's a tool like anything else so we can use it for any kinds of things. So we can use it to help other people. How good does it feel to help other people, to be in that position of strength so that we, we have the resources to support other people, to support other causes that we believe in, to help you know, people in, in underdeveloped countries around the world who don't even have access to, to clean water, right? That feels amazing. So any time, and, and look, I may be wrong about this, but I, I believe this is what Guy Hendricks is trying to say in his book, but I think any time we, we come upon some limit and we say, and we, when we stop ourselves from growing, expanding, doing more, attracting more stuff, having better relationships, more community, more friends, whatever it is, anytime we stop ourselves, it's because we've reached our capacity for feeling good. Because at least what I have seen, and, and you tell me if this is not what you've seen, the people who have more wonderful stuff in their lives 
appear to be more comfortable feeling good more of the time. They're not just um, feeling like, oh, I can feel good for a night. I can feel good for a week. But if you can feel good for a month, two months, a year, like just feeling good to be alive, being joyful and happy, right, more great stuff comes to us. I mean, the people who I see who get past their comfort zone and get past their limits and keep moving forward and, and bring more amazing stuff into their lives. They're people who are really comfortable feeling good about stuff. And they feel good when they do move past those limiting beliefs. At least that's what I've seen. And that's why I really believe the more we can increase our capacity to feel good, the more we will naturally move past those limiting beliefs. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's too hard. It's too this. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. So what's the secret? How do we release those limiting beliefs? We have to practice feeling good through more of our life. We have to practice letting ourselves just feel amazing. So how do we do that? How do we increase our capacity to feel good? And it, it's really, ultimately, there are many different techniques, but it all comes down to one thing, just one thing. If we really excel at this one thing, we will always continually increase our capacity to feel good. And that one thing is self-care. That one thing that's so important that now I hear in the general conversation more and more, but was never part of the conversation for most of my life, only in the last five, six years, though I start seeing self-care being talked about much more so. But self-care is so important. Now, what do I mean by self-care? Self-care is not sitting around on the couch, uh, not going out and doing anything. That's not self-care. Self-care is not eating our emotions and drowning our sorrows in ice cream and chocolate and sweets. That's not self-care. Self-care is really doing the things that are in our own best interests. It is a physical act of saying we love ourselves, we care about ourselves. And the more we take care of ourselves, we take care of our health, we take care of our relationships, we take care of our business or our careers, the more we take care of our financial life, the more we take care of all of these different aspects of ourselves, the more we are showing ourselves that we love ourselves, and the more we love ourselves, the more we increase our capacity to feel good. <clears throat> so think about it. When was the last time you did something really, really good for yourself? And how that felt? 
right? Just 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 pop it into the, the, the comment section of the Facebook Live. What kinds of things have you done that felt really good that were true acts of self-care? I'll just give you one example for myself. You know, before this lockdown, before this pandemic hit, um, I actually had started going to the gym regularly. And, and the gym, I have no excuse not to go to the gym. It's in the basement of my building. Um, but before the pandemic, and I had been going last spring, I think I started going consistently and I was doing like three days a week, like a half hour to 40 minutes each time. It doesn't have to be a lot. And it felt good, but I didn't necessarily see a lot of change. And then I stopped, I, I got sick, I was traveling, I came up with all kinds of excuses and I just broke that consistency, uh, probably the end of August, beginning of September last year. And, and just with everything going on through the end of the year, I, I just never got back. I got back sporadically once or twice, not really a lot. And then after the new year, um, and, and then after I had a conference I was working at, but after that I got back and I started going back to the gym and I started getting up a little bit earlier and I started doing it consistently four days a week. Again, just a half hour. But in doing that four days a week for a about a month and a half, a little bit more than a month and a half, maybe close to two months, I actually began to see more progress. Like that extra one day really made a big difference. And it felt so good. It felt amazing to do it. And then the lockdown hit and that went out the window and I'm, and I haven't gotten back to that consistency yet. But what I have been doing is just walking, you know, every night, every other night, go for a walk in Central Park. But it was that act of self-care and it felt so good. So when we make that effort, when we, 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 we push ourselves to do the things that are really good for us, and it might not be about exercising for you. Maybe it's about having a difficult conversation because there's something on your mind that you really need to express to a relative, a partner, a, a business associate. Maybe it's about just taking a day off from work when you've been working for, for, you know, months at a time. Maybe it's about getting a massage or, 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 or going to nature or whatever it happens to be. Whatever it is that you can do that's an act of self-care, the more we do it, the more consistent we are with it, and, and the more different ways we find to practice self-care, the more we're saying to the universe, I love myself, I care about myself, I am open to receiving more good stuff. I am open to feeling better. And that is how we increase our capacity to feel good. And by increasing our capacity to feel good, our limiting beliefs start to dissolve. All right. It's time for me to take the last break of the show. I can't believe this. Even, even when I do it by myself, these, these, these shows go by so quickly. All right. So when we come back, I mean, I would love to hear from, from some of you listening on the Facebook Live. Uh, uh, what are your acts of self-care? What is this practice of self-care? What does it do for you? And what have you seen as you do or don't practice self-care 
how it, it translates into what's going on in your life at the time. Okay, last break. We'll be back in just a minute. Everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I truly appreciate you all staying with me and being with us for this hour and this special show talking about um, releasing limiting beliefs. And so as I've been saying, uh, I truly believe that our limiting beliefs are really just our uh, capacity for how good we can feel in our lives and that when we can increase our capacity to just feel good, that actually we can move past our limiting beliefs. Because ultimately, what are our limiting beliefs? Our limiting beliefs are things that keep us from the things that help us to feel good. And as we increase our capacity to hold that feeling of well-being, to feel better in our lives, we actually are increasing our ability to do more of the things that help us to feel great. So, how do we feel better? As I mentioned, self-care. And why self-care is so important. We can say the words, I love you, I love you, I love you, to ourselves all we want. But we can't fool our mind. We can't fool our nervous system. It takes physical action. It takes making the act of taking care of ourselves. That's what our nervous system needs to believe that we really do love ourselves. And the more we love ourselves, the more we allow ourselves to feel good. Now, why is it that our brains are like so quick to focus on the negative and grab these things? It's survival. It's an ancient operating system that goes back to when we were nomadic, you know, tribes living on the savanna and the jungles, you know, hunting for our food. And any time there was something out of place that was potential danger, it could be a tiger behind the rock ready to eat us. You know, who knows? There were all kinds of dangers and our brains got wired to see danger, to see the negative, quote unquote, side of things. Because that's what it took to survive, to keep us safe. That's all our our nervous system was made for was to survive because we needed to survive so we could procreate so we could survive as a species and the challenge is we've been out of the jungles for centuries but we still act like everything is a life or death situation and it's not so to evolve our nervous system to evolve our minds to evolve past this constant looking for all the negative, all the danger, all the problems out there. It takes really 
an effort to focus on what is it that makes us feel good? What is it that, you know, increases our capacity and shows our nervous system we're okay? It's okay to feel good. There's no danger here. We can increase the amount of time. We can continue to feel good continuously to greater and greater lengths. Let's see. Patty says on the Facebook Live, when we feel good about ourselves, it comes across to others and they are more open to us. Absolutely. I mean, just, just when people talk about, oh, I want to attract, you know, somebody who, who, who's truly open and loving and energetic and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, but, but what kinds of people attract us? And that's energetic, fun, loving people. Well, what kind of people are they going to be attracted to? They're not going to be attracted to people who aren't fun-loving, energetic, happy people. They're, they're, of course, they're going to be in, attracted to the exact same kind of people. So if that's the kind of people we want to have in our lives, the more we love ourselves, the more we, we exude this feeling of, I feel good in my skin and, and I would love for you to join me on this journey, that's what's going to bring other people who also feel good in their own skin to us. So just think about, and again, the, the limiting belief that, that, you know, we can only attract a certain kind of person. Like if we've always attracted losers, we're only going to attract losers. No, no. The better we treat ourselves, the more we feel good about ourselves, the more we will attract people who will treat us well. But it starts with us first. Nobody will treat us any better than we treat ourselves. And by taking that action, by taking that step to move forward and, and say, I love you and it's okay to feel good. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to do the things I need to do. That's true self-care, true self-care, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, right? More. And, and this is amazing. And you may say, Sam, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time doing that. That's okay baby steps. What's one thing you can do to take better care of yourself, to show yourself that you care about yourself, that will help you to feel better, to just cultivate that feeling of, 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 of joy in, in our bodies. Just start there. Start with what you know you can do. Start with you know, one small step, right? If, if it's not, you know, I'm not saying you need to go vegan and eat all whole foods and all natural like that, but, but maybe you just start decreasing the amount of sugar in your diet. Maybe you just start increasing the amount of, of vegetables and fruits in your diet. You know, maybe you're not going to go to the gym for an hour every day, but maybe you can just start walking a little bit more. Maybe it's just, you know, what's one form of physical activity that you enjoy doing that you can just do a little bit more and do it a little more consistently. Baby steps. Big believer in baby steps. 
You know, sometimes you can do a shock to the system and say, nope, that's it. I'm cutting out alcohol from my diet or I'm cutting out red meat. And if that works for you, great. And if that helps you to feel good about yourself, great. But in my experience, I have found that baby steps actually last longer. So, your homework assignment for this week, if you would like to uh, do it, is notice what's the length of time you can feel good. And when you start reaching that upper limit, is it a day, two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, seven days, a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month? Whatever that upper limit is for continuously feeling good, when you start reaching that upper limit, just look back and try and figure out what is that time frame. What can you do to push it just a little bit? If it's a week, make it eight days. Make it nine days. What can you do when you get towards the end to just push it a little bit more? Okay? That's all the time we have for this week. Georgia, Patty, thank you for engaging and being on the Facebook Live. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of my loyal listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this show. Uh, I hope you've gotten something out of it. If you have, if there's something you feel worthwhile, please share it with your friends. You know, If you're listening on the podcast, on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find us, Uh, Please let other people know about it if you feel there's some value here and there's something good. And uh, and if you like, you know, check out our network, talkradio.nyc. We have a ton of great, amazing shows. There are four new shows starting this month on the network. I'll be talking about those more uh, next week and uh, more shows in the waiting in the wings. So uh, I think you're going to see a lot more stuff happening over the next few few weeks and a couple of months between now and the end of the year so thank you all for tuning in stay tuned coming up next it's ken foster and his show voices of courage followed later today at five o'clock by antonia's show so now you know and in the evening time at 7 p.m with graham dobbins show uh the mind behind leadership thank you all for tuning in i love you all i appreciate you all keep feeling good Push your upper limits of feeling good, and we will talk to you next week. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.